When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Today, having never seen Full House, we're joined by Paige Weldon. Paige is an incredibly hilarious, talented comedian, very funny writer, great artist as well. She's never seen Full House, somehow completely avoided it all this time, and she wrote it, and we read her script. It's a great time. Uh, I love it. I think you're going to love the episode as well. I hope you enjoy listening. Paige Weldon has never seen Full House, but she rewrote it and we read her script. Uh, Paige and I are also joined by the also incredibly hilarious Logan Gunselman. It's a wonderful episode. Logan is a comedian in LA. She is very funny as well. LoganGunselman.com. Get links to all of her stuff there. PageWeldon.com. You can get links to all of Paige's stuff on there. This should be tagged when we post this around. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and if you're listening, I'm a, uh, if you're listening, how else would you be hearing this? Anyways, I'm going to be doing some stuff here on the road, keeping an eye on everything, pending how everything is, but hoping for it. Fingers crossed. Kansas City, Chicago, Asheville, Richmond, Charleston, Atlanta, Raleigh. Those areas coming up. Uh, Kansas City at the end of September. Um, shortly after that. And actually live podcast in Chicago. Um, live podcast. In, in Asheville as well, and then a bunch of stand-up and cool stuff all over Atlanta, like I said. Basically, the best thing you can do is find me at Kyle Ayers on Instagram, at Kyle Ayers on Twitter. That's where I'll post where the dates are, and I would love to see you, you know, how safely we can make all this happen. Fingers crossed. Keeping my hopes up that all this can happen. Please find me at Kyle Ayers on Instagram and at Kyle Ayers on Twitter. That's going to be the best place for all that. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it. Please enjoy this episode. This is Paige Weldon has never seen Full House, but she rewrote it. This has never seen it. This is a podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Today, having never seen Full House, it's been a really long time since we've done one so famous for the first time, but I'm excited having never seen Full House. Joining us is Paige Weldon. Thank you for being here, Paige. Thank um, you for having me. Of course. And I'm excited to be the first one to do Full House. I know. There's there's huge... Uh, well, we'll talk about it. I also want to... I'm going to assume having seen Full House, just because that's my assumption about everyone. Uh, also joining us is Logan Gunselman. Thank you for being here. Hey. Have you seen it? <laughs> I have not. I also have not. You haven't have seen not. Full House either? This is no. crazy. <laughs> there... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's not that crazy. The whole show is based on how it's not that crazy to have not seen something. And here I am immediately like, how have you, <laughs> how did we possibly get here? Am I, well, but this one is such one of those shows that people are devastated when you yes. have not seen it. 
I'm wondering, Paige, for us, if it was like on a certain channel, like what were other shows on that channel? Maybe we just skipped over it because like, again, this is one of our weird similarities that like we both are the mm. only we have a lot in common besides comedy. <laughs> but I'm just like, why? It just seems like a weird thing to. But I don't think I've ever even I don't even know the characters names like that. It's going to be a struggle. But I'll I did have to look up some of the characters' names. Like I was vaguely aware of, you know, Bob Saget sure. and Mary Kate <laughs> Ashley and all that. But <laughs> I think it was literally just like if I was gonna have caught it, it would have been a Nick at Night situation, mm. and maybe that was just like not when I was tuning into Nick at Night. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. don't. Uh, I never knew which of these, I guess, early mid nineties sort of family sitcoms were on what channel. I think I caught them all sort of on Nick and Night, but this and Growing Pains and Family Matters and sort of that all, everything except The Fresh Prince I never really watched. Boy Meets World, I don't know where they originally were. Which And see, I did watch Boy Meets World. I feel like once yeah. you, once you had one, you didn't need to seek out another yes. one. The first few you just listed, never seen those either, but I have seen... I think my Nick at Night was, although was Boy Meets World on just regular or was it? Boy Meets World was on Disney, not to be one of those. Was I'm it pretty really? sure. I think Boy Meets World was on the Disney channel because it was like something they would play during the day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they yes. do their movies at night and look, don't quote me. And this is being <laughs> recorded. So <laughs> this is actually more. Yeah. I will now be looking up and calling you out on any inaccuracies and what, but these are like, so the show sort of came from this idea of like prestige, the God, I haven't seen the Godfather. I haven't seen the wire. There's like these big sort of, um, heavy hitters of not, but I, I firmly believe the most seen things aren't those pres- like, it's like the most seen things are probably like the lion King, and, you know, maybe Full House or something like that. These are these, these yeah. sort of like permeated, but especially amongst TV shows, um, I get a lot for Seinfeld, which I've never seen. And okay. comedians tend yeah, to I not. Think, I think a lot of those you see because they're syndicated and just whenever you happen to be watching TV, you know, right? like it doesn't even necessarily mean whatever you watch doesn't even, I feel like necessarily mean you loved it. It just was like on when you got home from school or whatever. Exactly. It just lined up with my time and they knew, you know, we weren't in Nielsen household, but they knew and they, (laughs) what that was. I know my sister really liked full house and she, she's two years older and she really liked boy meets world and she really controlled like the TV. So that was, I was just kind of along for those things, (laughs) but that's, it is crazy. This one is, I would say even of all of those, of all of the, this, time period it's this or the fresh prince are probably the two biggest ones and um, okay yeah i've seen fresh prince i would even say most of the other ones are i would say versions of i think growing pains is like a worse this i think you know i think everything kind of (laughs) play whether there's like one main character who like the fresh prince or like a family like this i think the rest of them are kind of i would want to look up and see which one did come first because i i i Hmm. bet you it's not even any of the ones we said it's some like random one we totally forgot like family matters is i if i was a betting man i am a betting man <laughs> i'm not a man don't lie but if i my bet just based on the name alone i could imagine them being like 
It's a show about fam, like that they're matters. the first. Yeah, family matter. You get it, like that they went it's first, and then now <laughs> after that they were like, oh, we can do all these shows with names that vaguely are reminiscent of a household, but maybe Family mm-hmm. Matters I mean, was this the is, first one. I'm I'm briefly looking these up, and it looks like Growing Pains is the oldest one of any of them. Wow. Uh, which Family mm. Matters and Growing Pains are both the same. This is also mm. a little phrase yes titular. Yeah. i think it's like, if i it's, and i haven't you, looked it up because i don't want to affect my search history but i'm going to say the cosby show is first <laughs> Ooh, yeah or what I about bet, the, is yeah. the wonder years is later Ooh, maybe it's okay there's a lot of shows sorry i'm sorry to do this i'm sorry i did this um it, they used to make a lot of tv still yeah. the wonder years 1988 it's still these all happened in late 80s to early 90s but it looks like growing pains was the oldest one Crazy. Wow. Crazy. Well, now we know. And how did that work out in the long run? The main guy is a (laughs) crazy, (laughs) Kirk Cameron's a crazy zealot. He should have been second. (laughs) Then he would have been a little more grounded, like Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Um, Well, let's do the script. So you've never seen Full House. Let us know if there's anything, any caveats you want to give us before, like what you knew, what you're working Um, with. If not, that's also okay. I guess I would say the only things I knew going into this were. Well, so I did just because I literally didn't know where to start. I just looked up the brief description of the show that Google shows you. That's like, you know, uh, Danny Tanner enlists the help of Jesse and Joey. These are the three kids. Like the description, Um, you don't even click on a link or anything. It's just what Google sort of tells you. Yeah. And I I mean, I knew about Lori Laughlin, Mm -hmm. and um, I knew that uh, Michelle says you got it dude okay yeah and i knew that joey says cut it out i think okay (laughs) i was aware of some of those main like i wonder if these are the cultural zeitgeist they hoped that would stick around i didn't know any of that so you already knew more (laughs) i knew that one of the girls ended up being addicted to to crack or meth which one DJ is that one I don't of the know either one of the actresses I'm assuming yeah. not the character maybe I don't think one of the characters that would have been a crazy late season yeah okay turn. not that <laughs> oh and I knew it takes place in San Francisco which I used quite a bit in the script yeah. I tried to <laughs> okay <laughs> um, lean in lean the fir- in the first line is uh but ju- also the first the first part of the script is um the darkest joke throughout and it doesn't come back <laughs> and just <laughs> Just so nobody's expecting that to come back. I just thought I should set the scene of 1980s San Francisco. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate as well. Not the uh, picturesque painted lady houses. Paige is a truth teller. I don't know if you know this about her. (laughs) Well, that's what I think is kind of funny about the idea of this show is it seems like it's very, you know, sweet. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's in, you know, I know that people go visit that house. It's like a famous. Right. But it's, is it one of the the colorful ones? No. I think it is on that street, actually. Maybe just the exterior okay. shot, you know, the whatever the establishing mm-hmm. shot of the house is. But I, yeah. I honestly do think it is one of those. If not, it's like on that block. I just had some friends from college who lived sort of right in that area. And I went and visited. I'm like, how could you? There were like nine of them, you know, this is right after college, like living in that area and still paying yeah. an insane amount of money to live. Just yeah, in that weird, bizarre. But it's it seemed like a at one point 
the the place to be in San Francisco or like a cool neighborhood or something. I still don't understand okay. the lay of that whole city at all. Yeah. I mean, I say I reference a lot of San Francisco stuff. It's not <laughs> anything that comes from a deep knowledge of what, if you're, if somebody listening is like, I'm from there and this isn't, <laughs> uh, it's really what anyone would know. They're very excited for your take on the, uh, tech rent hike takeover that's been happening. Um, and how, how you think you can problem solve that for everybody. <laughs> I guess they may have maybe would have had to deal with that in Fuller House. I'm not sure if they did or not. I did the whole sequels, them getting priced out of their neighborhood by like Google employees. It's just them driving past buildings and being like, that used to be something else. And I'm sad. Oh, DJ passed away in that alley. Yeah. I was going to say she was starting to microdose and she worked at Facebook, but what you said is probably more likely based on. Both things can be true. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Let's do it. So, I think that's so cast. Everything let let I us know who you, who's playing who, whom. Okay. So I figured I'll read the um the, the stage directions right. or whatever. Um, Logan, if you would please be Joey, as well as Stephanie, and spoiler alert, the mom. <sighs> okay. Um, and Kyle, if you could be Uncle Jesse, and. DJ. Great. And I think, yeah, I think I'll do the the rest. So I'll be Michelle and Danny and Lori Laughlin. Great. Does that <laughs> I think I tried to break it up so that we wouldn't be talking to ourselves mm-hmm. too much, but we'll see what I happens. It. Okay. Uncle Jesse DJ. All right, whenever you're ready. Okay. Exterior, San Francisco Street, 1987 day. Establishing shot of a street lined with Victorian homes. They're so cute. Across the street in a park, some people shoot heroin. In one of the Victorians in the living room, Joey, a goofball type in his 20s with a mullet, played by Dave Coulier, the guy from that Alanis Morissette song, and Danny, a straight-laced young dad, 30s, Bob Saget, stand in the living room. Joey carries a duffel bag. Dude, I can't believe I get to move into this house. It's going to be worth so much money one day. What? I mean, I... I'm sorry about your wife who died, right? Yeah, thanks. Do you know where Jesse is? He's right behind me. At least I hope so, because he said he would watch Mary-Kate and Ashley tonight while I'm out doing a set at the punchline. (laughs) Sorry, a set? Mary-Kate and who? Oh, right. Just Mary-Kate. They're totally one kid. Jesse, 20s, John Stamos, I think hot, bursts through the front door carrying a suitcase and wearing a deep V-neck. He drops his suitcase and gives Danny a big hug. Danny, bro, how are you? I am so sorry about your wife, who was also my sister, I think. Thanks, Jesse. Jesse lets go of Danny and looks around. Where are the kids? Me and my friend Joey, who I didn't ask if I could bring, are ready to help around the house in the wake of this tragedy. DJ, a teenage girl with a perm, I would guess, comes in the front door carrying textbooks. Oh, hey, Uncle Jesse, what are you doing here? Stephanie, a younger girl, but not a baby, comes in behind (laughs) DJ wearing a backpack. I'm home from school as well. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) From from a baby monitor on the coffee table, we hear the sound of Michelle, a baby, just one, Mary-Kate slash Ashley, crying. Danny to himself says, boy, this sure is a full house. All right. I got to superimpose the entirety of the theme song right there. When we edit this, (laughs) let me write the time code down. 1442. 
Uh, okay, title card, full house. In the interior living room evening, Jesse sits on the couch watching TV. His hot blonde girlfriend, Lori Laughlin, looks out the window, pouting as a classic San Francisco cable car drives past. Are we going to sit here all night? I thought we were going to go to Fisherman's Wharf. Babe, you know I want some clam chowder just as bad as you, but my sister is dead and I have to watch <laughs> Stephanie and baby Michelle. Stephanie sits at the dining room table doing homework. Michelle sits on the floor playing with blocks. This sucks. I, Lori Laughlin, am used to getting what I want. <laughs> Uncle Jesse, can you help me with my homework? Hey, of course, Steph. Jesse gets off the couch and walks over to Stephanie. Lori follows him. <laughs> what if I gave you, I mean, donated to you, $500,000? Would that change your mind? Oh, uh, are you bribing me? Suddenly, Michelle speaks. You got it, dude. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? She just said her first words. Lori ignores this and heads for the door. Forget it. I'm leaving. Fine. You're not allowed on this show anymore anyways. <laughs> Lori storms out, furious at this reference to the fact that she was booted from the recent Netflix reboot of Full House <laughs> because of her white collar crimes. Danny enters, passing Lori. Maybe there is applause. I don't know if this is that kind of show. <laughs> Whoa, she looked upset. Everything okay? Yeah, I'll find a different girlfriend. I'm a hunk, remember? <laughs> Stephanie runs over to Danny and hugs his leg. He picks her up and carries her over to the couch. Where's DJ? She's out with her friends at Ghirardelli Square. <laughs> <laughs> I picture him looking at the camera when he says that for some reason. Jesse joins them on the couch. How was covering the Giants game tonight? They are the San Francisco baseball team after all, and you're a sportscaster? Yeah, I think that's true. Anyway, they lost. <laughs> Nothing seems to go my way these days. It's nights like these I think about jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> all right, I'm going to superimpose the whole theme song again right then. <laughs> <laughs> Joey comes home just in time to hear Danny say this. He walks up behind Danny and places a comforting hand on his shoulder. It's not worth it, Danny. I mean, the tolls alone. Am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> they all laugh. I actually <laughs> laughed. Uh, he's right, Danny. And now that me and Joey are here, things are going to turn around. Flash forward, interior dining room evening, Chiron, it's the 90s now. Jesse, Joey, DJ, and Stephanie, all older, Ovs, sit around the dinner table. Danny is visible in the kitchen through a little opening between the dining room and kitchen that a lot of houses and sitcoms have. Those seem nice. Anyway, you can see Danny in there cooking dinner and having a hard time, much like every sitcom dad whose wife is not there. You, uh, you need some help in there, Dan? Loud crashes. I'm fine. DJ and Stephanie look impatient and angsty, much like all sitcom teens. We're about to have the worst dinner of our lives. Yeah. From what I've seen on TV, men in the 90s are useless. <laughs> Michelle, also older, comes running down the stairs. You got dinner ready yet, dude? Jesse and Joey laugh. Maybe the audience does too. Again, not sure. <laughs> Michelle <laughs> joins them at the table. I hope this dinner is quick. I have to get back to UC Berkeley, the local college I probably now attend. Same. I have to go call a boy or something. Now, come on, girls. Your dad said it was really important to him that we all have dinner together tonight. Danny emerges from the kitchen <laughs> holding a casserole dish full of rice aroni. <laughs> <laughs> DJ and Stephanie actually perk up. The San, the San Francisco, Francisco treat. <laughs> Danny starts serving each of them a scoop from the dish. This is actually doesn't look half bad, Dad. 
Yeah, almost edible. Danny finishes distributing his rice aroni, a.k.a. the San Francisco treat, and takes a seat at the head of the table. Thank you, everyone, for being here tonight. I'd like to propose a toast. Everyone raises their glasses. It's been like a few years now since we lost your mom, and I miss her every day. But I know if she could see us now, she'd be so proud of each and every one of us. Cut it out. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Joey, Jesse, this toast is to you for making this full house a full home. They all clink glasses. Sentimental sitcom music plays as the camera pans out, showing the whole family together. It keeps panning out until we see all of San Francisco, then pans out even further into heaven, (laughs) where we see the mom looking down on them and eating popcorn. Wow. This show is funny and sweet. (laughs) End of episode. (laughs) That's it. That's uh, what I did. That's great. That's great. <laughs> hey, folks. Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland. May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland, doing my show Hard to Say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out, Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit, and so would the venues that are emailing me and they're just it's going to be a really good time i hope to see you out thank you so much i hope you're enjoying the episode once again kyleairs.com slash shows uh y'all are the best thank you the absolute the best that is uh sadly close uh i think the mom dies she got to be right? dead, yeah. Because I don't. I think that's why it starts, right? Yeah, they were <laughs> like, like so. Divorce was still jokingly taboo, so she clearly just died to make it <laughs> easier for people to cope with, I suppose. Um, oh yeah, that's one of my favorite fun facts is that um, Mary Tyler, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Did you know that uh, initially she was supposed to be she was supposed to be divorced, moving into the city. But they were worried that they thought people would think they thought people would think that she divorced Dick Van Dyke from the Dick Van Dyke show. So they made it that she had a broken engagement. <laughs> oh, it's uh people understand how TV works. Yeah, I think people- that just happened with the Kevin James new second. I mean, not just but like two years ago, uh, Leah Romini was his wife on King of Queens. And then Kevin oh, sure. James made a new show. And everyone asked where his wife was and just <laughs> who this new woman was. And they were, they kicked the woman off the show after the first season. 
killed her character and he married Leah Romini in like, so she's now the wife on like, I think, so it's King of Queens and then like Kevin can wait or something. No, that's a movie. But it, there's, I think that is, is that it? it? I don't Whatever know. the new <laughs> Kevin James show is, they just made his wife the same woman as before because people were sending them messages like, what happened to his wife? Whole new character, whole new show, to not even the same premise. That makes it worse, though, because the people who have a don't have a grip of reality and they're like, where's his wife? As opposed to being like, hey, so this is fictional and that's how that works. They were like, let's feed into it. Get her back in here. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I'm not um, like a, a, a... a, a psychiatrist, but I don't know if that's how you're supposed to feed delusion like that by no, changing no. all of reality to fit it instead of like just telling someone uh, television's not real. I mean, I, that they have to be wrestling fans. That's the first thing I think about these people. That's like an avid sort of like they love Kevin James and wrestling and they boy, if they hated that Kevin James switcheroo, their world would crumble if they found out about wrestling. <laughs> now king of queens i will admit i have seen so much of so have i <laughs> that is i laugh i i like yeah. that show <laughs> it's fun I, but i can't i couldn't believe it i don't <sighs> she does die he does say cut it out wow. but he does this uh he does a hand signal for cut it out scissors point and then thumb over his shoulder i think it's like a dave coulier stand-up thing yeah, because he's a stand-up in the show too, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I think. I think. <laughs> I think he does comedy, but he's sort of like, it feels a lot like how my career has felt like the past year where it's like, no, I do this, right? <laughs> and then like once every three months, I have the something to do. Like <laughs> when it doesn't right. fit my like household narrative, I'm busy. Yeah. And, well, you know, when you're not raising all your nieces. When I'm not raising all of my nieces, they do all live there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I also I, wasn't sure if, if Jesse is Danny's brother or the mom's brother. I knew he's their uncle, but I wasn't sure. I, how, I'm pretty so. sure he is. I think they're both the mom's brothers, both Joey and Jesse. Oh. And so, but I don't, I honestly don't even remember, but I know at least okay. one of them is because, uh, uh, um, well, here we go. I can. John Stamos' name is Jesse Katsopoulos, and Dave Coulier's mm. name is Joey Gladstone. Well, those are none of the... Yeah, who my knows? note would be too many J names. It's confusing for people <laughs> who don't know the characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's Danny, Joey, Jesse. It's like, it definitely... I, there were a couple times I made a, made that mistake and when DJ, I was writing this, and I had who is to DJ check. actually... People don't know this, but DJ is short for Danny Jesse. So that gets even more confusing when he like calls her out by her full name. He's like, Danathan, Jesse, Tanner. Right for jokes around the house. And I don't know if the babies ever get older. I, there's so many, you brought up questions where logically these things would have to happen. The show was on like seven years. There's no way. I the do Olsen think they get older. Didn't age. Because I think it was the initial thing was that like, because that's what they do, right? When there's a baby, is they often cast twin babies mm-hmm. so that the babies can nap or whatever. <laughs> sure. And then I think she just got older and kept the role. I Which, mean, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. I feel like they'll sometimes like I still think about on the OC they recast Shailene Woodley who plays Marissa's sister in the early seasons, and then later it's just a different actress, even though. 
Shailene Woodley probably was probably the right age to just come right. back. <laughs> I, in Boy Meets World, they have a sister who disappears for a season or two and then comes <laughs> back on the show. But they don't there's not a new sister. There just isn't a sister. And yeah. then she shows up and says something like, I've been upstairs for a while. But it was for like a whole year. <laughs> and you just these Yeah, there's a lot of like boarding school and right. things like that. Or like, yeah. did you watch Lizzie McGuire? I feel like Kyle, this might yeah. not apply. No, I know did you Lizzie McGuire. Do you remember Lelaine? Uh yes. her friend is it Miranda? Miranda Miranda. A lot of Miranda's on TV. That's mm-hmm. weird. Um, mm-hmm. but that she was in Mexico City, that was just the excuse they kept using because apparently she was either in rehab or yeah. kicked off the show for like mm-hmm. breaking rules. But they're always just like, I wish she could come, but she's in Mexico City again. And I was like, how many times <laughs> is she gone to Mexico? Yeah, it's so, poor Lelaine. It's like the joke <laughs> excuses you see on shows about television writing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or they're just like, eh, send him somewhere. You know what I mean? Uh, do one of these things. That so my favorite Full House trivia is barely about Full House. They have a dog named Comet who is played by Airbud, the same dog. That is uh, the same dog from Airbud is the dog. So he he was on this show and then he just played basketball afterwards. Or maybe I don't remember when Airbud came out, but probably not probably towards the end of the show. That's a career. No controversy. <laughs> No second version of himself. One dog to play that all but that, people, but two people to play oh, one yeah, kid. Didn't, I think Frazier had a couple of dogs, right? I think that does become an issue sometimes. The dog will die. Yeah, it uh, it has to because the show's on yeah. ten years. That <laughs> there's no dog like that's a full adult. You know what I mean? There's five to fifteen. Yeah. It has to have come. I look at like the <laughs> trivia and stuff for the what people are doing, and there's. No less interesting trivia page than the trivia for the show Full House. (laughs) Usually it's like, did you know that so-and-so auditioned for this and turned it down because they got this other... This is... Number one is the dog who plays Comet was an air bud. That's great. Uh, This is... And then here, Mary-Kate... I did not know this. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are opposite-handed. Mary-Kate is left-handed, and Ashley Olsen is right-handed. Wow. I I did know that they were fraternal. That I knew. (laughs) because <laughs> that's a weird because everyone's like but they look so much alike if you're one of those wait really yeah they're fraternal okay well, yeah I'm and they just look exactly alike oh, they do look very went through similar. a big mary kate and ashley face so sure but mainly mary kate if the truth were known <laughs> <laughs> you just hate right-handed people um well as a well, left-handed person oh you, wow look how this is all working out but mm-hmm. but mary kate always had the reputation of being like like, did you see It Takes Two at all, either of you? I must have. I don't remember. Well, they play identical strangers, believable premise. But Mary-Kate <laughs> is the tomboy orphan, and Ashley is mm. the rich, entitled child with a parent. And so <laughs> Mary-Kate is, like, the more fun one. <laughs> okay. And, I, and as a young tomboy, I identified with her more than Ashley. Okay. Fair Wait, enough. This is a uh, this. None of this is. I'm just looking at all these, all of these completely. They Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen <laughs> appeared together on screen four times during the show. Why? Um, Whoa! Well, how would the, how would that even how? make sense? I, I think they kind of had a similar to It Takes Two plot where there was like a baby at the school that looked a lot like her, and uh, they switched him out or something like that. If not, okay. I mean that sounds like it could have been an episode, right? Uh, yeah. 
But some I of this stuff isn't true. Some of these things, anyone, Uncle Jesse's original name was Uncle Adam until John Stamos changed it. I mean, probably not. I don't know why I don't believe that at all, even though, even though it's on there. I just don't believe it. And then there's stuff that's like, John Stamos wasn't as good of friends as Bob Saget and Dave Coulier were. What is this? That's not even trivia. Well, well that makes sense. That feels true though, right? Because they're, they're both, they're both stand-up comedians who knew each other and he was John Stamos. Yeah, he, it's like they just, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, guess when you say Uncle that, Adam, it's a little harder to get out than Uncle Jesse. I don't know yeah. why he picked Jesse. Yeah. You know, yeah, I it's weird. <laughs> I have cousins named John and Jesse. Him, right? Who knows? Uh, yeah, you're like. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, right. he's I think he's attractive. And I know this is not. This is not important. I don't think he's like the hot. I was never like, oh, what a, what a dreamy man with John Stamos. He's always just kind of like existed in my head. He's not a right. I always thought the weirdest but, thing that happened with his character Uncle Jesse all the time is he was just obsessed with Elvis. And he wanted to like be a rock star and he sort of played some music and stuff, but it just didn't strike me as the music like a 30 year old in 1990 would have been obsessed with who wanted to be like a rock musician. I even think the Beach Boys show up in one episode and play like music with him towards the end of the show when it was huge. And it's just, you know, but it it was so weird that he was, I just always thought it was weird. He's obsessed with Elvis and not like. Uh, Mick Jagger or something or like, like what felt Beastie like the music Boys. or something. Yeah, exactly. Something <laughs> that he was, and he's in San Francisco, like Janis Joplin or like something. I don't know. Elvis yeah. felt way too old. Even when I was a kid, I was like, my parents aren't into Elvis and they're older than this guy. I wonder if that's John Stamos again, infusing his own weird interests. Maybe, Maybe. he was really into Elvis or something. Maybe. I don't know. Pure speculation. Maybe. Yeah. This really couldn't get any, Less interesting, John. And I, I have always had this thought that uh, Bob Saget's so dirty, you know, like his comedy is like yeah. notorious for that. And so I think that was kind of part of him being cast. I don't know if that's like a real thing, but I think he was always a dirty comedian. So it's funny to have this really dirty comedian on TV playing. The dad is like actually OCD about cleaning, like in the show, like it drives him oh, crazy. Really? He's very much cleaning. And I think they were trying to make a joke about a comedian who maybe wasn't Fame, you know what I mean? I don't know if he was like, it was a household thing that everyone's like, oh, he's dirty. And now look, he's being clean. I think it's just sort of come out since Full House where everyone's like, that dad cusses a lot. Yeah, I was wondering if at the time, because it's like, that seems like that would affect him negatively when people came to see him thinking, right, here's Danny Tanner. Yeah. I don't know. And then he's probably doing all right. Yeah, I think Bob Saget is just fine. Probably happy. Apparently, he he likes clubbing a lot. That's something I've heard. Like going to nightclubs. Yeah, he goes to nightclubs, which maybe is something that he started to do with John Stamos. I I can't. I don't know. I don't know where that would start. (laughs) I mean, I guess like, but I don't know any other stand-ups who are like, you know what, I'm going to try and do tonight. Just go to a regular (laughs) club. Right. I don't, but I have heard that he does go to like. It doesn't dance strike clubs. me as a coulier move. Mm. No. Yeah, I don't really know anything about Dave Coulier except the Alanis Morissette song thing. That's really. Which, I know he won, and I think they made it a, a plot in the show at some point. He won Star Search, or I think that was the show, right? That was like the America's Got Talent back then. Was called Star Search. Oh. I think he like won it or did really well on it, and that's where he became. Sort of like a big, he got his stand-up career. And I even remember a plot 
on the show where he's going on Star Search. And I think he I loses truly can't at that picture point. what this man looks like. So I, I need to I've been like nodding <laughs> along being like, I know what's going on. And I'm just picturing the guy. Is it the guy from it's not the guy from Dumb and Dumber who's not Jim Carrey, right? No, that's Jeff Daniels. No. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. wouldn't say he looks. But you're totally not wrong. Dissimilar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I th- especially I'm, that's who him I was in Dumb and Dumber looks as close to like Dave Coulier in Full House as I think those two guys have yeah. ever looked to each other yeah. before. They're uh, the same okay. type. Okay, I think I just picture the white guy with that classic '90s, you know, that like sort of strawy hair that's sort of all over yeah. the place. Coulier has like I an think- almost mullet. Okay. Like okay. a sort of I like thought it short, was a mullet. Yeah, but. something like that. I, well, I hope they're okay. They might be listening. They're probably not, but they might be. We, <laughs> we actually out do play this. We get on a lot of Spotify club playlists, so I'm hoping that in between um, Marshmallow <laughs> and Skrillex songs, this episode of the podcast can play in full. Um, I would love if someone sampled... Um, you got dinner ready yet, dude? I think that would go really well. <laughs> or people saying the San Francisco treat, I think yes. would be good. <laughs> but just not quite at the same time because of yeah. lag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've always thought it'd be fun to get like podcasts in the video game Grand Theft Auto. There's like a radio in your car. I, I want to put the podcast in that. I don't know why that that's very <laughs> barely related to any of this, but I think no, it'd be I so funny. Like cool. you're playing the video game and they're just like is that a podcast? And then they're just driving around listening to your podcast and video game. Can you that have feels more realistic to me? People, I feel like I, I sometimes I listen to music when I'm driving, but I feel like most of the time it's a podcast right. or the radio. Yeah. I don't, uh, I either put a podcast on, but I hate at this point. I don't think Spotify tries anymore. Does that make sense? It doesn't yeah. try to find for things. It's sort of like, we know you like this song. Here's the same other 12. And that's like what I just get the whole time. So I'm either a podcast or the radio as well. I also do hate my Spotify on repeat playlist. We'll just insist that a song I've listened to once is one of my on repeat <laughs> songs. And I'm like, I know what you're doing here. You want that you're pushing this song. There's some sort of paid promotion, but I have listened to this song one time. Yeah. <laughs> Please uh, stop. <laughs> I, I spent a while working on like a long project where I would only listen to like instrumental and beats and things like that. And now my I don't want that. I don't want you to suggest like one, two and a half minute lo-fi beat. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like changing. Right. Not, I'm not finding a new artist, but that's all. It's half that and like half uh, joke songs that I've used on here or something. So, right. I, I wish you would quit tracking. I, mean, I guess is what I'm saying. I wish you would just stop I, trying to pick. I will say, if anybody finds themselves in the in the LA area driving on Sunday night, I do find it always fun to turn on the Art LeBeau connection, which uh, plays on. I think. K-Day, yeah. it like becomes the Art Laveau connection on Sunday nights. Not sure if you guys are familiar with that. Logan, you're nodding. I'm not. Like you are. I, I, I know. One of my favorites is some one person called the Art Laveau connection to tell their boyfriend in prison that they loved and missed them. And, you know, they'll mm-hmm. do those kind of dedications. It's a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, I, I always think about my favorite thing and I I feel like I tried to talk about this on stage for a while, but it was too much setup to explain what I was talking about. But one time um, Art LeBeau was reading a dedication and he, it was like something like to my girlfriend, like whoever uh, you're, and there's a long, there's a pause in this. So he goes, uh, you're my ride. 
or die. But for a second, it really sounded like she, he was telling his girlfriend, you're my ride. <laughs> like, please pick me up. Right, yeah. they, when I, before, when I'd be at the movies, before I had a cell phone, I would call my parents collect. And when they said, who is it? I would say the movie's over. And then they would come pick me up. So we yeah. wouldn't have to like connect on the payphone or whatever. It yeah. feels like a good move to avoid. That's the longest way to possibly do that is calling Art LeBeau. <laughs> well, some people call and so you do hear their voice, but also Art LeBeau, you can write in. You can like mail him your dedication. Uh, dedication. And wow. so that that's why he was reading that one out loud because it was mailed to him. <laughs> I have uh, become such a huge fan of on KCRW in the mornings. They play the David Lynch weather report. Where <laughs> David Lynch has a YouTube channel called David Lynch Weather Report, where every day I had no idea. he goes to the camera closer than any of us are now, too close <laughs> to like his laptop camera and reads the weather for the day in Los Angeles and then recommends a, a song. And it's incredible. Wow. Every day is like, it's going to be sunny. 84. <laughs> it reminds me of a jazz quartet from 1932. And then he just talks about this for a little bit. And you can look up his YouTube channel, but it's very pleasant when it's going to be. He gets very yeah. excited for weather. I mean, if it's going to be cloudy, he gets super hyped because it's not normally cloudy in Southern California. But then when it's sunny, he's like, don't take it for granted. But then when it's cloudy or going to rain, he's like, it might rain today. And he gets like super hyped about. And then one time he. It, it might be the only YouTube channel I subscribe to, but he was going to cancel it because he wasn't feeling motivated to do the weather report anymore. And everyone commented, please don't stop. Please don't stop. This was, you know, maybe four or five months ago. And he was like, oh, he, then he made this real long video, like a sort of like what a TikToker would if they were depressed where he's like, oh, you guys really, my community saved me. Thank you. You people on YouTube. I don't think he understands like these people know who he is outside of YouTube. The way he behaves feels like he's like you guys should i made movies too you should check them out like he like feels like he thinks, <laughs> he thinks that they them. found it independently of his of film his whole career, career and they just are like oh this and they're guy like, does the weather keep I love doing it. the weather and it is amazing and it's very fun to watch and <laughs> listen to but kcrw plays it like it on the hour a couple times in the morning and it's funny and uh, he love might that. not even know what's going on who knows yeah, who knows? Yeah, he just gets a check in the mail from KCRW like <laughs> once a month. Like, oh, he, I could see them just giving him a check for existing. Yeah. They're just like, thank yeah. you for giving yeah. us like a personality to blanket ourselves with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to do on a tote bag. I know. Yeah, that's just probably what they do. Yeah. If, you yeah. if you donate to KCRW, we'll give you an unlicensed David Lynch weather report. One side sunny, one side you're not going <laughs> to believe it cloudy. Tote bag. Yeah. I had a that's I, that's now merch for this podcast. I guess I have it. My old my old wallet had a KCRW sticker on it. I found, I got it at a thrift store in New York. I didn't even know what KCRW was when I got it. And I the, when I came to visit here one time, I was at a taco place that gave me a discount for having the sticker. Cause I guess it was like a membership sticker or something there. Like you get a free talk, a free oh. drink or something, something, something like that. And then I kept going back and I, they never would give it to me again, but I would always be like, look at this, my sticker. And they'd be like, okay. And then just ring me out like normal. And I don't remember now to the point where I am not sure if I made up the discount. Like if it never actually happened, but I would just go back and be like, I got the KCRW sticker and they're like this. Okay. Okay. Are you like, sure? Great. 
were they explicit about oh KCRW discount or maybe the person was just trying to flirt with you? It could have been that, but they they I don't remember how explicit they were now. You know, do I even remember it or do I remember the memory of how it didn't work out at this point? Yeah. And I don't know if I have like oh, if wow. I even am an honest memory. This sounds like the David Lynch taco report. That's what I was uh, going to say. <laughs> yes. Yes. A guy just pops out from behind a dumpster and gives me a discount on tacos. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. We've got two games that we're going to play. The first game we're going to play Yay. is called Build the Perfect Movie. Let me write down my code here. Build the Perfect Movie. How this game works is <laughs> I will give you a category. You have to pick two movies. You're competing against one another. You have to pick two mm. movies from that category whose Rotten Tomatoes score adds up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. So Price is Right rules apply. Ooh. So I'll give you a category. You'll both pick a movie. We'll review the scores. You'll pick your second movie accordingly. So, for example, if I said uh, Robin Williams movie, uh, if you picked RV and Happy Feet, that's a 78 and a 22 in the other order. That would be a perfect movie. That would combine to 100. You cannot go over. Uh, Let's go ahead. We will do. Let's do this. Movies only. TV shows have too complicated of review situation so our category today is going to be perfect family movie we will use full house as our inspiration we'll pick the perfect family movie i'm going to give us some background music to think to um and Paige, you'll pick first logan you'll pick second and then we will review our scores so you're trying to pick the perfect family and you have to pick two so if you nail 100 for some reason right. with the first one you're okay a zero i'm gonna go with we bought a zoo. <laughs> One of the rarest sentences ever movie. said, everybody. A rare that might be the first time that sentence has been said with those words in that order. I'm gonna No, that's someone who that's someone who went to see something else and it was sold out. <laughs> and they said, Well, all right, I'm gonna go with We Bought a Zoo. I was picking it because I think it might have a low score. That's, which that's might a good make strategy. it safer on the second yeah. one. All right, Logan, movie number one. Does anyone remember that movie Keeping Up with the Stones? Is that the name of it? Keeping Up with the Stones? I know Sarah Jessica Parker's Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Diane Keaton's in it. The Family Stone? Yeah, is that it? The Family Stone. That's what it... Yes, that's my first... It has the word family in it, so I feel like it counts. (laughs) It definitely counts. It's not hard to justify your movie being in this category. Yeah, <laughs> I took the challenge very literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's review our scores. Movie one for Paige, We Bought a Zoo, is a 65% on what? Rotten Tomatoes. 65%. You need a 35. All right, here we go, Logan. The Family Stone is a 53%. So you need a 47. Oh, so That's another. A you need another Family Stone 2. <laughs> Uh, I am shocked by <laughs> I kind of the too. over fifty percent on both situation of them. here. Um, I yeah, Logan, you'll actually I mean, pick first since you have more to make up. But you can both think about. I'm going to be second. honest. This is without a doubt the hardest game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> uh, another family movie. Ah, am I allowed to ask? Oh, yeah, questions. if you don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely. If I don't know. What's the one where Mark Wahlberg adopts a kid with uh, Rose Byrne? 
Uh, that is Instant Family. Yeah, that's my second pick. How do you know so many movies with the word family in it without knowing the title of the movie? <laughs> Honestly, that was a mistake. It was by accident. But I, as soon as you said it, I was like, I'm sold. I'm going with that Instant one. Family. Mm-hmm. 2018 comedy drama. Okay, so as you said, it can be pretty loose, the term family movie. Like, it could just contain a family. I'll take that. Like, Logan, what is that movie we saw in Pasadena at the $2 theater with Emma Stone? Oh, That was, like, panned because... It was so bad. And and, um, and Bradley Cooper had a... Yeah, they sewed a toe onto his toe. What? (laughs) I, I believe family is involved in that, right? Isn't he, like... Isn't he with her family or something? Or, like or am I stretching too hard? Is I'm, a captain. <laughs> it has the word. I'm hearing dad. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. I'm, family, married. All right, I see I'm all good. those words here in the description. Okay. Because I need to go with something that I know will have a very low score. Yes. So, right, so we want to go with Aloha. I'm going to go Aloha. Mm-hmm. Boy, the movie poster for this movie looks like everyone in it was forced to watch it. Um, they're all like. <laughs> Oh yeah, and Bill Murray's in it. It was such a weird. I have no idea why we saw it. We well, just like it... wanted to see a cheap movie that day, and that was like what was playing. But also the guy, I think the guy who made it made another movie that's good. Or Cameron oh, Crowe. Right. Okay. A lot of good. Like yeah. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Cameron. Yeah. All right, I'm pulling the yeah. almost famous. Yeah, Cameron Crowe. That's crazy. Made We Bought a Zoo. Wrote We Bought a Zoo. No, he didn't. Holy no. crap! Yes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? You, 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 he directed, wrote and directed We Bought a Zoo and Aloha. <laughs> this is quite a moment we're having. This yeah. is oh, wow. crazy. Wow. If you made Instant Family, I will, <laughs> I will do a spin Instant take. Family sounds like the television block Full House would have played during. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. ABC's Instant <laughs> Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, here we go. Let's review our scores. We Bought a Zoo, written and directed by Cameron Crowe. <laughs> we Bought a Zoo is a 65%. Aloha, a 20%. That's an 85. Solidly in Ooh. there with an 85. Okay. The Family Stone, 53%. Instant Family, 81%. What? <laughs> is this the best movie of all time? <laughs> damn i want to see any review for this movie it doesn't quite capture the complexity of real life adoption but fittingly for the unconditional bond it honors this flawed yet well-intentioned dramedy is ultimately worth the investment mark Um, Wahlberg is the adoptive father in what world (laughs) does that Oh, wow. It says here, Mark Wahlberg and his adopted son prevent 9-11 from happening. This is a crazy (laughs) movie. (laughs) This is, I don't know what this is. You just made that up. I made that last part up. Yeah, that's just what Mark Wahlberg said he would have done. Right, of course. Um, Can I ask a question about this game? Yeah. Are are you going audience score or critic score on Rotten Tomatoes? Going on, or critic score. Critic score. Okay. Although the audience score for Aloha was a 28, so pretty close. Okay. What was it for Instant Family? 82, right there, the same as... And We Bought a Zoo is 65 versus 71. You guys kind of... these. Everyone seemed to universally agree exactly how good these movies were. Wow. Well, now I feel That's like I beautiful. have to see Instant Family, because I rejected it <laughs> premise and name alone. 
Terrible name. <laughs> it really does feel like an app or like a, a, a TV watch block or something like that. Also, that feels weird to adoption to call it instant family. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. It makes I mean, it, it sort of seems to like trivialize the entire thing. Here's one review says it's embarrassing to watch Tigna Totaro, Octavia Spencer, Julia Haggerty, and Joan Cusack struggle to find footing in this abyss. So not everyone loved it. Wow. Yeah. An abyss, not a good review. Mm-mm. Yikes. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's like skirted by on like sea. a bunch of like two and a half out of fives. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I'm just now thinking about one night last, you know, it was a long year. And one night I watched, there's this, I think it's on HBO. Mark Wahlberg had like started making a documentary about like a documentary series about himself and his many businesses that he owns. And like episode one, the pandemic hits and it's like insane to watch him deal with it. He's like in a meeting about like shirts or something. (laughs) And then like, he's like upset about a particular puffer jacket or whatever. And then like, it cuts to him like in an empty office with cubicles and like a mask on the phone being like, all right. Yeah. So we're going to have to close the stores. Like, and then there's several more episodes I did not watch, but that's, I don't well, know why. Didn't he, they have their show Wahlburgers? Yeah. This is separate from Wahlburgers or was this Wahlburgers? Well, is is that not the burger chain that he owns? Yeah, but they had a reality show. They had a reality show about all of them. And was, I don't know. I th- that was like on like AMC or A&E or like TLC or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think this was separate because it was about his many business ventures. Ah, <laughs> I like okay. that he's like six seasons of a reality show isn't enough to get across yeah. a, who I Mark Wal- the nuance of being Wahlberg. Anyways, let's open Truly. another burger chain. Who was that for? I have no idea. I don't know. I have. He seems to. I saw some very funny tweet. I don't remember who it was, but when that when the ocean was on fire or the Gulf of Mexico was on fire and someone was like, wow, Mark Wahlberg's agent is going crazy getting the rights to this movie for him. <laughs> I'm like, that is exactly what I feel like it is. He seems to, it's like picking up like a late career Clint Eastwood sort of mantle of like cop pedestal. Yep. I have for seen sure. him on Instagram working out at 3.30 in the morning with a crowd of people. Oh yeah! Like someone sent me a video where he's like, "It's three thirty. We're ready to crush a workout." And there's like a bunch of people within him, and I'm like, "God, no one really wants to be here. No. There's no way these people want to be here. It's three because it, it makes sense if it was like five in the morning. I'm like, all right, you're starting your day early, crazy, right? But like, I get it. Or like midnight, you worked all day and you're gonna crush it. But three, I'm like, you no. got you got up. Three, three to four thirty is not the time to is though the hour and a half to not be doing that. Yeah, like the he, only I mean, time maybe right. there were employees of his many businesses. By the way, I looked it up. The HBO uh, six episode documentary series is called Wall Street, mm. so it is a different thing. Oh, W A. There's also the one where he has to clean up all the trash from his businesses, which is Wally. Uh, now we're just going to go off into, this is all I can do now. Uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg hated Wally. He was like, I didn't agree with the message. I, just, I don't like how he yeah. didn't have an H in the name. Where was the H? They spelled wall wrong. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I can do is him being mad at that particular movie. Everything else. The legs. <laughs> I, I assume he paid those people to be at the gym with him, right? That's yeah. like the plot to Instant Family 2 is him paying influencers to <laughs> yeah. just hang out with him and go to the gym. He's like, you got an instant family. <laughs> I don't. What a fascinating. Also, I I don't know. But he's he's just, he like, I, I, I got to stop thinking about Mark Wahlberg. I don't know why. Now here <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, he's a bad man. We're giving him too right, much exactly. space. He's just like, he's just the, he's like, I'm sure he has a rise and grind mug that he's drinking. Like, yeah. not even coffee, like some sort of like. Uh, no homemade homegrown matcha elixir or something uh, anyway yeah. i'm sure uh, he will eventually be selling scam life products yes exactly i couldn't remember the name of it he will be selling <laughs> it'll like be his Herbalife, version but it'll be like Wahlberg or yeah. life or you know what i mean <laughs> i'm sure he probably already has supplements like for sure if you click a link He's right in the, yeah. the the sales world in the middle of the Venn diagram of like Joe Rogan and Gwyneth Paltrow. You come right into yeah. the middle and that's where you're going to see Mark Wahlberg. It's good for And the you. worst thing is he he would hear that and be like, yes, that's <laughs> what know. I'm going for. Exactly. You exactly. get it. Exactly. <laughs> but, but man, he cussed a lot in The Departed. So, uh, all right. Our last game. Our last game we're going to play is a game called Guess What Movie Kyle's Dad is Describing, having only watched the trailer and never having heard of the movie, the game. Okay, 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 oh wow. Guess what movie okay. trailer Kyle's okay. dad is describing, okay. having only watched the trailer okay. and never <laughs> having heard of the movie game. How this game works is my dad watches a movie trailer and describes what's happening in it. You have to guess what movie that trailer is for. It can be from any movie ever. It is important. To know my dad has not been to a movie theater since Space Jam 1. Uh, recently, <laughs> I started having to add the one here. And uh, oh. so he doesn't know any actors. Maybe Tom okay. maybe Tom Hanks. I don't remember. Um, and he doesn't know any, you know, anything that would come into play for like describing. You know what I mean? We're coming to this with very little film information. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Are we guessing together on this one? It's up to he you. He wants those way. kids to tell his friends. Now he has a mustache and is in a pool. They're arguing about how to pronounce his safe word. They're all saying the same thing about themselves. He did a bunch of crunches and is ready to fight. Now he got hit in the face. He's planning one big one. That definitely hurt. They didn't have time to make it right. Slow, dramatic show of him walking down the street with his friends, spinning out on a motorcycle. Everyone wants to see him do it. The mustache is definitely fake. <laughs> he can't grow one. Okay, so I'm going to say page... How do you feel about working together? Because <laughs> I think we should. I think we should definitely um, combine forces here. And I, I just want to let you know, I'm going to bring very little to this because I am at currently. I'm at a loss. I think we could get to it, but right now I'm because for he says something about fighting and that that must yes. have hurt, and he goes and down. kids. So, so I do feel like it's some sort of boxing thing, or or one of those fight movies. Not to bring him up again, but I know Mark Wahlberg's been in at least one of those. I think it was called There's... The Fighter. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, when I heard the motorcycle, I was thinking, 
like Mission Impossible, but no, no mustache in, in yeah, Mission I'm trying Impossible. To think a, but then the mustache makes me think that this is a movie set in a different time period. That well, and also he said that whoever was wearing the mustache, it must be fake mm-hmm. because he couldn't grow one. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, like who would, who do we Who's suspect? What been actor? in like some sort of fighting movie worn a fake is mustache too young to grow a full mustache. Is that cause he said kids <laughs> or does he have kids or does he have kids? Was there a pool kids? at the beginning? Did I, did I hear a pool? Yeah. They were okay. hanging out in a pool. <laughs> it's, so, it's just like, you're not even close. <laughs> I mean, this is so hard oh, this because also is this, this is so from hard. Ev- any time yes. period. Like, is this, yeah? Could you give us any clue to narrow it down? It's or a comedy. We're not allowed to have that. Okay, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Okay. Oh, oh, oh is it? Is it? Um, uh, the stepdad movie. The like. The the one with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg because he shows up on a motorcycle. Oh, I got no, something about no, Mark Wahlberg. Not. I know you're like it's okay. not. Mark Wahlberg is not in the movie. <laughs> it's a comedy. Okay, it's a yes. It's a comedy. Oh my god! Fist <laughs> the punch fist fight. Okay. He wants those kids to tell his friends. Now he has a mustache, and is in a pool. Hot rod? Boom. <gasps> yes! Wow! Oh. <laughs> yes! You said I, you were going to bring anything to the table, and you did the whole thing. <laughs> I watched Hot Rod last year. I was, like, re-watching old comedies from that sort of mm-hmm. era to see if they were still funny to me. Hot Rod was fine. I mean, the only one that, to me, really holds up is um, Walk Hard. Walk Hard it's is so, funny. so fucking good. <laughs> It is very Tim Meadows and Walk Hard is like an all time great thing to me. That's just so funny. Yeah. Oh my wow. god, he's what a so get. good. Wow. What a get. Okay, Hot Rod. We we did it. <laughs> that's it. I'm also like I'm like I've never seen Hot Rod or Walk Hard or Frasier, which you guys brought up earlier, and I was like, keep all these to yourself, Frasier. <laughs> and then I just told you, I've also never seen Frasier before or Cheers. What's the mm, what is I've the se- seen a lot of Cheers? I have the seen thing a lot that of Cheers. Gets me the well, comedians. It's people who like comedy or get frustrated with me about Seinfeld more than comedians who don't really seem to. Comedians don't really care about Jerry Seinfeld as much as everybody else. But what mm-hmm. people get most frustrated with me is Princess Bride. That's actually the specific one that people are like, "How that is, seems to be I the, mean, the one." I, I don't know. Yeah, I like, mean, I'm definitely attached for nostalgic reasons, but I do, I, I do love that movie. Yeah. That and one is, I mean, I, I like it, but I mean, I feel like it's sort of similar. It was almost another one that I wanted to do for this was Goonies. Is like another one that I feel like people I have are done so the Goonies on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never seen it. And I just feel like every, every it's probably what you're hearing about Princess Bride. Th- people yeah. are just like, what? Yeah. I think there's a certain you thing that happened to sort of like artistic theatery kids seeing movies at a certain age. Yeah. Hook is another one I haven't seen that I think probably just maybe has to hit you at the right age. And maybe we're yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's I've also never seen Mrs. Doubtfire, and I just know mm. that I'm never gonna love it the way that if you saw it as a child, like people are like you got to watch it, and I'm like it's gonna be you looking at me repeatedly, seeing if I'm enjoying right. it as much as you are, and I I won't be. Yes. Oh, I. Uh, that'll be the whole thing. 
my brother is 22 and my brother and my sister and some family were in town visiting and my brother had never seen, I think you should leave. And I felt, I hated being the person I was showing him that. Cause I was like watching him to see, I hate being like the, do you like, are you, what, how do you, you know what I mean? You're like watching mm-hmm. someone to, it's very, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I don't, I, I mean, I, yeah. I just like can't do that with people because of that reason. Well, like last year, one of the other things I, I watched again, which I've seen a million times is 10 things I hate about you, which is truly like top five favorite movies for me. And my boyfriend had never seen it. And I was like, okay, we can watch it, but truly just tell me like five minutes in, if you're not like loving it, just tell me and we will turn it off because I cannot handle like looking over at you during this movie. I love, and luckily he also loved it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, fine. But it stresses me out so much because I just it's like not it's like one of the less fun ways to watch something you like unless the other person is also fully on board. I know I would almost rather be like, this is one of my favorite things ever. I'm going to watch it while I'm gone. I'll leave the room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that happened to me. What did uh, I just watched one of my girlfriend's favorite. I can't even remember what it was. It's like the clueless I had never seen. And Mm -hmm. we watched that and, and I was like. She was like, oh, thank God he laughed at that. And I'm like, this has to be so stressful for you. Yeah. yeah. To I mean, see that's if I love one the thing the, you love. Is that one also like a based on a Shakespeare? Yeah, I was going to say anything that's based on, um, it's not Shakespeare. It's based on uh, Emma by Jane Austen. Oh, right, right. I believe. So it's like if it's based on, because uh, Tendency About You is Taming of the Shrew. Right. And then she's all there are other of- ones, but. I don't know. But all the ones based on those always end up being pretty good. Yeah. Blanket they have statement, a good but for the most story. Part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did really like it. Yeah. I thought it was good. And you just sort of accept a step brother. Yeah. Stepsister yeah, thing. Cause it's like, well, I can, <laughs> he is hot. Like you're not, <laughs> like yeah. Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. Paul and Rudd he's is 55 a, a in that movie. Man. That's the craziest thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's it for us. So here today, Paige. Thank you so much for having never seen Full House. Uh, Logan, thank, thank you, you for uh, as well having me for having never seen Full House. Please, uh, both of you, <laughs> let people know where to find you. Things you'd like to let them know about. All that sort of stuff. Right now. Um, okay, for me, if you uh, would please look for and listen to my podcast. It's called Mall Talk. We talk about the mall. We have a guest on every week, and we talk to them about their hometown mall uh, and stories from that. And then we talk to them about a specific mall store. It's not a podcast about shopping, so <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. I post cartoons that I draw there and there's probably something else that's important that i'm forgetting but that's it awesome so i'm gonna break the rule real quick because Paige just reminded me her podcast is great and she talks about <laughs> places that are a lot of chain establishments and i meant to text you this page did you know the starbucks reserve closed on la brea no it's closed anyway that's definitely not <laughs> oh. what you asked me to tell but uh, every time starbucks i drive past that, I'm like, i gotta tell Paige. <laughs> that's where we filmed that's where we filmed that- and the, all the, the doors are closed Is it like the shades are drawn do you want to say what you filmed there what we what, oh, what i yeah. helped you film um i <laughs> made a phone case that had truck nuts on it and then i made Paige film me like in starbucks with my truck nuts phone and then i also put it on and my laptop. laptop so my laptop had truck nuts i was sitting doing work 
with truck nuts on my laptop. I went for a run with truck nuts on my phone. Oh, that's my favorite so shot. Yeah, that was my, that was. I won't spoil another, why, but. Well, a guy was running and I was like, we got to get him in here. So I ran it. Anyway. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, this is Ghana. If you want to see that, you have to scroll pretty far down on my Instagram. Um, but you could follow me at places I took a shit this year is my handle. And then Twitter, I'm at a dirty guns and my commitment to the bit of these disparate handles is, is single-handedly ruining my career, but I won't. <laughs> I will. I refuse I to change it to my career. Because I got to be honest. Well, because Gunselman's hard for people to spell. I'm like, if I change it to my name, it's not any. It's not going to make whatever. Think, no, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Everyone knows how to spell places. I took a shit this year. Yeah. I know all it's those fun. words. Any order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, I'm also on OnlyFans at places I took a shit this year, but it is just photos of an of a recent MRI. <laughs> But it gets me money. So if you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans and see my MRI pics, you can get on there. Okay, that's all. Oh, that is so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paige, I used to work at a mall multiple places. I worked at a kiosk and I worked at a Macy's. But when it was Ooh, called the Jones I mean, we got to get you on. Hear these tales. I would love to come Ooh. talk about my kiosk boss getting deported and the kiosk shutting down forever. What kind Dude, of what kiosks kind of are the most messy place? Oh, in like the mall. toys, like, like crazy the scam shit. toys, you know, that are like this, this, the hover car and like a float oh, disc okay. and all It'll these things. It'll go by were, you and you're like, what the fuck was that? It, and then and it's they just, were, they cost, I was making $15 an hour when I was 15 plus 10% commission on complete sale. It was crazy. And then one wow. day the guy got, to, it was a wild job. Anyways, then I got a job at Macy's selling women's shoes. Um, afterwards, like I applied on the way out of the mall. Uh, anyways, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I hope you are well. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. That is it for us. That is it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Please find the show at never seen it show on Instagram and Twitter. Please find me at Kyle Ayers, K Y L E A Y E R S at Instagram and Twitter. Get those, those, uh, tickets and stuff for all those dates. I would love it. I'd love it. Please. Those tickets will be up ASAP, so find me online and you can see where those are posted about. Thank you. Star Bands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.